0: heavyweight championship of the world. Are you ready?
1: So, uh, that was important. Um, (laughs) Where were we? Oh, the 2000s. Okay, so like... Okay, yeah. So I'm thinking like X-Men did Wicked Spider Man, I think, did pretty good. Some of them did. All of them do good. It seems like there's a new Spider Man yeah. every six months.
0: They did well. Like the first two Spider Man movies were awesome. I know critically, some people call the first Spider Man two with Doc Ock one of the best superhero movies uh, ever.
1: Interesting. It,
0: it is one of my favorite movies yeah, of all time. So love maybe it. we can let's get into. I the... should watch it. Uh, the thing that I love about it is that he's struggling with being who he wants to be and being responsible. Okay. And that movie came out as I was finishing high school. Yeah. And as you're finishing high school, there's all these expectations of you of what you're going to do, and I was perpetually wrestling with what am I going to do and how do I do what like what's right? What's what my parents want me to do? What were those things? What did you want to do? Yeah. Me? Um play music. At the end of high school, what did I I wanted to get away from everything and everyone. Just move to like I a, think.
1: a cabin and masturbate.
0: Not exactly that. No. Move to no. a tent so and I, masturbate. No. <laughs> no, I did not want to do that. I think I kind of wanted to fast forward the next few years until I was like, I wanted to be well into adulthood. I didn't want to be mm. like half man, half boy yeah, kind sure. of thing.
1: Your own super. I didn't want to be
0: 18, where I'm like legally an adult, but also not fully capable of functioning independently. Yeah,
1: because you drive by a high school now and see the 18-year-olds, and you're like, nah, yeah. man, that kid's six.
0: Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, I remember, like when I started at Mount Royal, and I was three years older than most of the kids there, and I'm like, you, whoa, whoa. Like, right. lots of them were still baby-faced. Yeah. You know, like they hadn't really grown into... I'm like, you look real child. Like you got chubby cheeks there, kid. Yeah. Like, like, who
1: decided eighteen is the age that we're grown up?
0: Age, yeah. So that was, I think, what I wanted to do is skip. Um, I just wanted to be. Like, I wanted to be six years ahead. Sure. I wanted to skip this whole phase. Phase of, I think it was just because I knew maybe it was, I knew it was going to be you know painful years of learning and growing to be sure. Independent. I get
1: it. She so just wanted to be like to just to move forward and have your career already and start doing it.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. So I get that. I mean, I, I dated the same girl all through high school. So, and I knew that relationship was going to come to an inevitable right. end no matter what. I think I, you just start realizing like, okay, this was good in high school. I had somebody to hang out with all the time. who's was good looking. And now high school's over. And I've got to think about my real life, and I'm not getting married. Like I, do you know what I mean? That was kind of the. Yeah. We're not. I don't want to feel married to. I'm trying. Now I'm out of my parents' house. Now I need to figure out who the hell I am. And and I can't do it with this. Like where the hell this relationship's not going to go you know anymore? it's not. You, so just, you, you know yeah. it's not. So it's just like I need very, to move on with my life. Very mature of you. I think I don't think I handled it very maturely. Well, you know, getting out of the relationship was a different story, but knowing, sure. like, coming to the conclusion was yeah, one that's thing.
1: Quite a, that's, yeah, that's quite. That's that's pretty mature. Because I, I, you know, breaking. I, I oh, wouldn't sorry. Have done that. I never did that. I yeah. just like would date someone until I was bored, <laughs> and then then get out. So stupid.
0: <laughs> I didn't know how to get out. Like I uh, was,
1: yeah. Yeah, I couldn't take it.
0: Breaking up with someone, breaking up with someone's like firing someone. I found sure. out.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah. It like
0: is. when I when I fight when I fired someone, I was like, "Man, why didn't I know this when I was a teenager?"
1: That you're gonna have to do this later in in your future as well.
0: Yeah, but like, like when you let someone go, the advice is, unlike mm-hmm. every article I've ever read, is you don't get into the reasons why. You just say, "Okay, yeah, we've." Uh, you give it like a very general kind of reason. Like we've had discussions about your performance and these things haven't changed in an acceptable way. And we've given you time to improve. Or you say like, um, you know, the company's facing some financial struggles and we have to make some difficult decisions. And unfortunately we've consolidated your department or what, yeah. right. And if they ask you why you just kind of, you don't get into specifics and you just reaffirm that this is final and that this is sure. real. You just say, no, I'm sorry. Here is your severance. Here is your, whatever termination paperwork. We'll give you a few moments to gather your things, and we'll. Hank's see. You gonna later, escort right?
1: you to the door. Yeah, like. Yeah, and why don't you do that when you're breaking up as a teenager? Because you're an idiot. So is this? No, is like this, number one, you're an are idiot. Are you gonna coach right? Andy on this? A hundred percent.
0: I coach my kid on so much stuff. It's just ridiculous. It's sickening. So when you break up with a girl. How you productive saying, this kid's gonna be. I've.
1: I've noticed your performance. We've had discussions about your performance and it just hasn't improved to an acceptable level plus there's financial difficulties. And so I've had to consolidate your apartment, your department, (laughs) excuse me.
0: I didn't say the reason you don't give the you know, because of
1: that, there's just not room for you and my side chick. So just the, just the process you just part of the, Oh, okay. Sorry.
0: You know what? I've been thinking about it. This isn't working out for me. I want to break up. You're a great person. hope you find somebody else. And then when they're like, well, why? Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. Blah, blah, blah. You just say, I'm sorry. I just don't feel the same way.
1: Wouldn't that kill you though? If you were the guy and a girl broke up with you like that, would that be the worst? Would you be thinking for the rest of your life? Like, what did I do wrong? How could I? No, I
0: wouldn't. All I'd be thinking about is how much pity other women were going to be giving me (laughs) and showering me with. Like... Getting dumped Uh, is, when you're a guy, getting dumped is, like, the best thing that can ever happen to you. uh, Especially if you're, like, a good stand-up boyfriend. Because then all the other girls who've been... uh, I lived this. I have lived this experience. When you're, like, a good, doting, faithful boyfriend, and then you get dumped, every other woman who's been watching is just like, that guy's on the market. That guy who's loyal, faithful, trustworthy, and committed is on the market. And they
1: just attack you.
0: It's... That you get attacked.
1: No, I don't think I've the ever The unfortunate
0: dumped. thing is you only have one chance to get attacked. So if you choose the wrong person. Right. And then you're like, I got to get out of this. You, you know, you've either got to wait it out till you get dumped again. Oh, I see. <laughs> or, or you've got to dump her and then you lose all your street cred, right? And then nobody, want, nobody cares if you're the dumper. That's tough
1: because you're the dump- if she dumps you for a good reason, then like everyone's going to know that too. You can't start being a prick. So she dumps you hoping that you'll get sympathy because everyone will know you're a prick.
0: That's why so i like, start you start have to be a good, a good boyfriend
1: for like two and a half years until she decides you got it. somebody better for some so, reason.
0: Well, for me, it never lasted that long, but huh. anyway, we are like well off topic. Yeah, here. that's true.
1: <laughs> so look, I think, I think that superhero movies are, yeah. uh, I, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of the thing here. I'm not looking at the outline at all. I should pull it that's up. That's okay. Neither all right. am I. No, it's so hard. I'm thinking that there's a uh, there's a little bit of a thing here. DC versus Marvel. Marvel, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Why? Like, why, why are Marvel are the movies, DC movies uh, yeah, so... Yeah, exactly. Sorry, go ahead. Why don't you say what you're going to say? Because I think it's on the on the. Oh, thing.
0: like, why are DC movies so terrible?
1: Yeah. Marvel movies are awesome. DC movies are a burning pile of garbage.
0: It's all because of the Dark Knight trilogy.
1: Tell me, go on. I don't know how I feel about that. Tell me what you're saying.
0: No, okay. maybe I'm. Maybe everybody, I'm with you.
1: I think I know where you're going, but I'll let you go where you're going. Everybody,
0: everybody Should says the Dark Knight you? trilogy. Yeah, that sorry, makes okay, it easier. Okay. but here's everybody the thing. Everybody says the okay, Dark no, Sorry, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, everybody says the Dark Knight trilogy is so dark. The Dark Knight trilogy is not dark. The Dark Knight trilogy is grounded in reality. What they did was they said, what would happen if we had a realistic Batman? Yeah. Who had real gadgets that are, you know, like hard science fiction. Gadgets that are like within the realm of feasibility within the next 10 to 20 years. I'm with you. And we make a Batman who's like that. And we make a Batman who has to learn how to fight. Mm-hmm. And we see him train as a ninja. And and then we'll take these bad guys, and these bad guys aren't far removed from reality either. Yeah. sure. Right? And, and everything is ground... And we'll use a lot of practical effects when we make the movie. So everything just has a gritty, real feel to it. And so it's not so much that you're watching a superhero movie, you're just watching... An action movie. Okay. Right? Sure. And, and we've brought this guy who the last time we saw him on screen had nipples and a butt crack. Yeah. Yeah. And we've made him your next door neighbor. Yeah. You've We've made him someone you can touch.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sure.
0: But everybody talks about it like, oh, those movies were so dark. And oh, Joker killed that guy with a pencil in his eyeball. And that was dark.
1: I mean, they are
0: like, and aren't they... And he's menacing. Well, he's a bad guy, so why shouldn't he be menacing?
1: <laughs> but the movies are dark, though, right? They're, like, gritty. I don't think they're Com- gritty. They're real. Compared I wouldn't to, say they're compared dark. Compared to, like, the X-Men or, or other superhero movies coming out around the same time?
0: I don't think it's darkness. It's just practical effects and, and realism.
1: What year was this? It's Batman Grounded. It was 05. What, other, what yeah. else was coming out around then? Catwoman, 2004. Also very dark. Batman
0: Begins. <laughs> and then X-Men, like X-Men 3 came out in 2006. Uh, Spider-Man 3 came out in See, 2007. See, Spider-Mans
1: are not, are not dark in that way at all.
0: No. And and he's not meant to he's be not, dark in that he's way. He's a funnier,
1: kind of light-hearted like dude.
0: So what I think happened with the DC movies is that they go off that, they're like, oh, Christopher Nolan made everything dark. When really he didn't make anything dark. He made things real. And then... They say, how do we make everything dark? And then, you know, all the film is washed over with, like, a dark filter. Yeah. And everything's just dreary. And the story just sucks. Like, I thought Man of Steel was awesome. Oh. But Man of Steel was pretty much Batman Begins, but you traded characters. Hmm. Sure. You trade – and Christopher Nolan produced it. And I just think, like – there's when he's walking around the fortress of Solitude and it look like he's actually walking around in some subarctic place and it you know you see real boots on real snowy ground. Yeah. it's like we've come a long way from this obvious set right. that Superman was in into in nineteen eighty seven or seventy eight or whatever right like it they did a lot of things It's harder with Superman because he's so supernatural to make him grounded, but I think they did a lot of things in that movie to make him feel like it was someone you could Here's run Martin into. Ville. It was a, So, yeah.
1: okay, I kind of agree and I somewhat disagree. Or maybe I just okay. I'm seeing it a little differently. Let me just tell you how yeah. I think and then I don't have to try to explain what I'm talking yeah. about. So, yeah. I'm going to say Batman begins, the Nolan Batmans were were like grittier and darker. Um, and more real at the same time i maybe because but i think those go hand in hand and i think it works okay. because batman's not supernatural his technology's yeah. a little bit out there but it's not insane like you say it's hard science fiction it's not it's not like he's making wormholes and wielding infinity stones or anything like that it's easy yeah. to explain it all away with science and so it's real and that allows it to be have that dark filter over everything and have things be like more negative and a little bit dreary and a little bit hopeless and be really good. Cause it's real. But when you try to put that dark wash and that gritty quote unquote realism on top of somebody like Superman, who's invincible and good at everything, the two, the two things, there's a dichotomy. They don't like, they don't line up. Yeah. They're not, they're not, um, they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. Especially cause Superman traditionally is like bright blue unitard and the bright red cape and bright red underwear yeah. on the outside. Like he's a vibrant flamboyant, like bright, shining beacon of hope. And then yeah. you try to turn him into this dark thing and it doesn't, it's not congruous. And the same with um suicide squad is that the one that sucked real bad? yeah,, yeah. it was awful. it was so stupid, yeah, because it's too much yeah. like it's too much of these outlandish superheroes, but they're making it like a dark comedy
0: that's it it is like it's like they're taking you've got i think in terms of like character special effects, you've got something similar to the MCU, but then
1: they just put a dark filter yes. on it. And it's like, this those doesn't aren't compatible. make any right. sense. they're not compatible. You've either got to keep yeah. it. And I think where the Marvel movies are killing it is that, so my favorite movies from back in the day are like the Star Wars trilogy, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones. Um, those are some of my favorite like nine movies right there. And... Yeah. I think what makes them awesome and what I really like about them, and maybe maybe this is just me, but I think putting them in the adventure category, like they're not action movies, they're adventure movies, where they're yeah. lighthearted. There's like, yeah. you know, they're kind of serious, but there's a, there's a good amount of comedy, and yeah. you can suspend belief on some things because it's just fun. Um, yeah. I think that genre, at least to me, it speaks to me. I really enjoy that kind of movie when it's done right yeah and i think the marvel movies have all kind of followed that genre adventure right They're they're adventure movies there's a lot of action and maybe they're maybe they're treading the line between action and adventure maybe sometimes they're more action than adventure but they always keep it light and they can get into serious themes but they're still bright the color palettes are bright and explosive yeah and they're always, there's no lack of humor, man. Ragnarok, especially, dude. Freaking oh, yeah, take it by yeah. TD, man. That guy's a. Oh, man. <laughs> my a kids,
0: my, ki- oh, my kids were so like afraid of superhero movies and action movies. Uh-huh. And then it's like, guys, 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 you have to watch Ragnarok. <laughs> and the opening scene, my kids are in stitches on the Wait, floor. How does it open? What's all of the a opening sudden, scene?
1: I don't remember. He's
0: he's he's gone into Surtur's lair and he's sitting. In that cage oh yeah, totally. And he's it's talking like sp- to that skeleton around like oh, and hold then on. he falls yeah. down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "That's your crown? I thought that was a eyebrow or something." <laughs> no, it's a crown. It's yeah. a crown. That was great. And so my kid, like my kids, are watching it. And they're in, like, they're just in fits, laughing about it, and uh, yeah, we're just yeah,
1: yeah. It's so it's good. That it's movie. Great humor. Yeah. And they have this yeah. they have the right mood throughout the whole thing or the right atmosphere, character that you can put moments like that that are really just there to be funny. And to, I guess it builds some plot. Oh, yeah. That scene like is important for the plot later on, but it, mostly it just oh, like to- is a funny way to open the movie.
0: Well, the th- like that guy the director, he's uh he's I don't know what his name take is, but your, he's from New your, Zealand, take right? Take
1: a white Titi. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he, it's you've got a very, it's very similar to Flight of the Conchords, totally. kind of sense of humor, right? So one of my favorite parts is like when they bring Surtur back from the dead at uh-huh. the end, and he's destroying everything, and it's very very serious and very very tense, and then all of a sudden Hulk runs and jumps up and punches <laughs> him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, if Flight of the Concords was a superhero movie, that scene would it's be so in good. it. That's right. Right? Like, it's a very dry, clever kind of sense of totally humor. Yeah, and, it's, so... and it's...
1: You know what? And that moment, too, is like, total Hulk, too. It's just... It just oh, yeah. makes no sense, but, like, yeah, that's probably what Hulk would well, do. It, He'd probably just go punch the... Exactly. Like, it it
0: actually makes perfect <laughs> sense. Like, if Hulk was actually here, this is what he yeah. would actually do. Yeah,
1: that's right. Man, yeah. my, favorite, my favorite exchange in the whole thing, I think, is the... Well, there's a lot of good lines in that one, but when... Uh, When Thor gets thrown in his little, his little jail with takeaway TT, whatever the rock guy's name is. Yeah. And his whole line about his, the revolution he was starting and no one showed up except (laughs) his mom and his, and his mom's and his stepdad who he hates. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's just so, so good. So, so good. So I think, I think that that's okay. Here's, here's another reason that works. I think that's why Marvel's working, because they're making adventure movies that are, like, crossing over with action movies. So they can keep it light, they can keep the palettes bright, they can keep it not dark and gritty, but still, like, tons of action. But they can also tread this line, which I think, I think this is another thing that makes movies really successful, is when they can, um, they can be, what am I trying to say here? They can appeal to both young kids and their parents. When kids and parents yeah. can both really enjoy a movie together, you're gonna—that's where you're gonna kill it. And you've got the whole market. Absolutely, you're just everyone's gonna like yeah. that movie, and that's why we're seeing yeah. such big numbers on these things. Because mom and dad are yeah. excited to go see the movie, and their kids are just as excited to go see it. So I don't mind blowing 120 dollars at the theater. At oh, the f my life! Yeah, but I'll do it. Yeah, because we're all gonna have a good time. We'll have things to talk about forever. It's like a great bonding thing, and everyone's genuinely gonna enjoy it it's it's genius yeah. and that's the problem oh, yeah. with dc is like well no one's going to enjoy it but i mean that's your first mistake i guess if you're trying to make it the other thing, one that oh. someone will enjoy. but they
0: like my yeah, daughter go ahead, go ahead yeah i've sorry. i've, I've, I've my, yeah okay my daughter loves wonder woman and i love that there's a super heroine movie for my daughter yeah. to watch but that movie it's the best of the dc absolutely. ones absolutely but it still sucks.
1: <laughs> uh, that's funny. It is
0: so damn long with nothing happening in lots. Like there are big chunks mm. of nothing happening. Yeah,
1: there is a continuity thing kind of, isn't there?
0: Like it's just, oh my gosh. Like huh. the last fight sequence when she kills Ares, that whole scene of like finding out who Ares yeah. is and then Chris Pine getting on the plane and then finding out who the real Ares is and then fight. it's half an hour. Yeah. It's a fifth of the movie. Wow!
1: Yeah, that's a lot.
0: It's two and a half hours. It's a half hour for that, and I know that because I've watched it with my daughter several <laughs> times. Like, and I'm just like, oh my gosh! Like, come on! Like, just end this movie already. It's time. Yeah. And there's a bunch of parts in the middle where it's just like, okay, yeah, she's seeing more people dying in a world war, and she's getting more broken hearted. We get it. Like, she doesn't understand the world of men because she lived on an island. We get (laughs) it. Like, we don't need to see her not understand the world again.
1: (laughs) See, that's funny because my dad watched it and he had, like, a religious experience. He came home from the theater with Mom and just was, like, in awe and couldn't stop talking about it. But he wasn't talking about it like, Dude, it was wicked. You should have seen... He was, like, like peaceful and zen (laughs) and just... It was just so interesting and fascinating, and this I thi- and I think he like, just likes Gal Gadot,
0: but well, I mean, I know me and my wife saw it. My wife couldn't get over Gal Gadot; she's, she's something else. Yeah, she is something. Else. Um, I think, like, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, "This movie is awesome," but it's also pretty much the Fifth Element, huh? Huh. Ah. it is like plot point for plot point, the Fifth sure. Element. Some random woman shows up falls into some random everymans lap yeah. doesn't understand the outside world, is the only means to prevent destruction, sees the sees the evil that men can do and becomes overwhelmed and distraught and and doubts herself and doubts everything and then in the end comes around and saves the day and she's the all powerful yeah, weapon. That's right. It and and there's a bunch of random traveling in the middle. <laughs> Just no like Yeah. Unfortunately, like they did not bring back uh, Chris Tucker.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, Ruby Rod. Right, maybe. no
0: Chris Tucker, no Ruby Rod, and no weird uh, blue girl singing opera. But <laughs> otherwise, pretty much the same movie.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: And no Gary Oldman. So maybe no that's Gary the Oldman. thing: is that they're they're ripping off the movies and they're not bringing in as good of you know character actors as. Uh, the movies well, are Well, and <laughs> that's why off. Nolan's
1: Batman was good because they did not forget Gary Oldman. Br- you're the old man. You can't forget the old <laughs> men, man. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So Okay.
0: So okay. Well you I'm go just ahead. gonna
1: say why are these adventure movies better? Why don't we like why do we like them so much and we don't like dark, gritty, trying to be funny with dark movies? Is that even a relevant point to talk about? I think
0: about? I think we like things that make sense on some level, and these DC movies make no damn bit of sense. They don't. Like Superman breaking Zod's neck. That's a little too weird for Superman to be doing. Like, I just don't think the world is ready for Superman to do that, right? Yeah. And, and what else? Like, this weird Harley Quinn Joker thing. That's played up in all the trailers as a significant plot point but ends up just being a weird side quest. Yeah, true. We don't like seeing a trailer for one movie and then going to a movie that's not what we saw in the trailer. Nobody likes it. Nobody, like... We just don't like things that suck.
1: (laughs) And they do suck.
0: And it just sucks. Like, you're watching the movie the whole time and you're like, why am I here? Like, this is kind of weird.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's adventure movies, man. I think they've got it. Oh, and I think that's DC's problem. It's too dark. Yeah. They're trying to be funny, but keep it dark. And it doesn't make yeah.
0: sense. Well, I think... Like, I haven't seen Aquaman yet, but I heard it was really, really good.
1: Sure. I heard it was really good, too. And I
0: think that might be a little bit brighter and a little bit more But Which you on got the... Jason
1: Momoa. He's going to do some funny stuff. Yeah. But everyone said Wonder Woman was really good, too. Which... I agree with that, that it was for sure the best DC movie, but yeah. um, I agree with you too, that it wasn't like, it wasn't my favorite movie ever.
0: It's kind of like, it's good because your expectations are so low.
1: <laughs> Cause it's DC, you know, it's going to be terrible.
0: Yeah. You're like, Oh, another one of these crappy superhero movies. Yeah. Well, let's go watch it anyway. And then you're like, Oh, this wasn't it's kind of entertaining. God awful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Huh. So here we are. We're we've wrapped up the MCU phase 1, right? Yeah. Phase 2. Well, no, like phase, phase three.
0: 3. Like it's pretty much done. They start they're doing Spider-Man Homecoming or home, around right? the world or whatever, far yeah. from home. And I think like I just don't care to see it. I think that's one of the advantages of being in your 30s when these are coming out it's is not like, as big of a deal. You don't care to see them and no one around you cares.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you care. Right. Well, I haven't seen a, Mar- yeah. a Marvel movie in the theater in a while. I didn't see Infinity I saw, I, War I, well, until I saw it. it came out on Netflix, I think. Right. And I still haven't seen Endgame. And I'm kind of holding out because I don't want them to break the Avatar record. Has it right. yet?
0: No, it hasn't. Yeah. I don't think Even with will.
1: the re-release, it's not going to, is it?
0: You don't want it to break Avatar's I record? I kind of don't. I hate everything about that Avatar.
1: Movie. Oh yeah, you know everyone in the world seems to hate it, but it made more money than any other movie ever. So I know. this I is know. the same thing as the Nickelback syndrome. Everyone hates Nickelback, it's but exactly. somehow they're the best rock band in the world. They're selling
0: out concerts. Yeah, like everyone yeah.
1: hates them, but they're also going well, to their concerts and buying I their records. This
0: is this is why people hate Avatar is that they saw it in the theater. It was absolutely amazing. They saw it at home, and they're like. I can't believe I told my friends to watch this.
1: <laughs> but it's still pretty good. Although, here, I will <laughs> I say this. Know. I will say this. I've seen it like three times probably. My dad yeah. has probably seen it 30 times. Um, It's yeah. I, it's one of his favorite movies. But he's got like a big theater set up at home. Yeah, Like a big projector and wicked sound system that he like had custom built. The whole room is like dynamically yeah. thresholded. I don't know. It's yeah. fancy. Yeah so you he watches it in there and it's loud and it booms and it's awesome and especially like yeah, I guess seeing that. it at the theater i'll never forget that first scene when it opens up into that huge hallway and they're coming out of cryosleep and it was literal 3d yeah. and i just like what the hell is going on this is yeah. awesome i couldn't believe it it was so good and yeah. then i tried to watch it at jason's house no it was it was at yeah. stephanie's house with jason and Anyway, with some people on, like, a normal yeah. TV in the middle of the day. yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was like, wow, this is a long movie. What's, yeah. uh, what's, let's go. Let's get to the stuff. Yeah.
0: How many times do I have to watch this guy put his braid in some other animal's There's braid? There's so much
1: braid stuff going on. Like, I get it. I get yeah. he like, guys weird, touch braids. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but fine, whatever. We get it. Yeah. So, I... Um, I wonder how well it would have done if it wasn't done in 3D. That's the thing I think. I think it was. Yeah. I think it's a good movie. But yeah. if he hadn't done it in 3D, if it had just been a normal movie, I don't think it would have. It would have had the record. Yeah, but I just have a thing where I'm like, okay, Marvel. I don't know. Do they deserve to break it? They haven't done anything groundbreaking.
0: But. I... Other than maintaining continuity of twenty now, movies. That's true.
1: That's pretty intense. That's pretty
0: Like having twenty or over twenty related movies in a shared universe that are all do that all perform very They're all well. Pretty
1: good. That's that is the thing. Like are any of the movies bad?
0: I think the lowest one is Thor the Dark World.
1: Sure. Yeah, okay. And yeah,
0: I think that was the lowest performing one. Maybe not. Maybe that's I'm the one wrong. with all the ice giants. You know the thing that gets, pe- thing that gets people fired up is when you quote incorrect information. Well,
1: I heard the the worst so, one was uh, Endgame. No one watched that movie. Yeah, that's and the worst. And the best one. one, the best one was Iron Man three.
0: I think the thing they did that was uh, groundbreaking was casting Paul Rudd in a role where no one wanted to punch him in the face.
1: <laughs> you don't like Paul Rudd. <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't know what else I don't, I don't even know why I don't, li- I don't like him cause he was in friends and he was just, I was going to say it was from friends. Phoebe's boyfriend and everything that's associated with Phoebe is terrible. Yeah. And Mike, it's just one Mike of those crap-head. names you start hearing all the damn time and you're like, why am I hearing people talk about this guy?
1: I think my first run in with him, I guess I saw him in friends, but I didn't realize it. My first yeah. time, like when I realized it was Paul Rudd was, uh, what's that movie called? the The Big Brother's role models. Did you see that no. with Stifler? Who's Sean William in... Scott. Oh. You know the one now. <laughs>
0: I don't know the movie, but I remember Sean Williams. Oh, dude, Come it's on. a
1: great movie. It's hilarious. It's just one of those like bromance kind of goofy. They made like like I Love You, Man. They made like a okay. hundred of those in the same five year span. Yeah. And it was yeah. uh, it was oh there's. There's like a huge larping thing. It's all about larping, and it's <laughs> uh, yeah. And they dress up like Kiss. Their their larping team is like a Kiss team. Oh, really? Andrew, have you not seen this okay. movie? It's right up your alley.
0: I actually saw larpers in the wild. No, really. Yeah, at downtown because when I back when I was a, an accountant working at a uh-huh. firm, and you work weekends. Yeah. You and LARPers are the only people downtown. (laughs) What are
1: they doing downtown? They're fighting downtown? They're
0: just... Well, I think like some of the mezzanine levels in in lots of the office towers are still open. You just can't get into any of the elevators or anything. So they're just walking around like in all these mezzanine levels where no one is. And they're just LARPing and and practicing sword fighting. And then they're minding their own business. And then all of a sudden, I uh, walk into the building...
1: And do they stop and just go, watch you as you leave?
0: Just kind of look nervous, like they're <laughs> busted, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't mind me. Just going to do something that's equally nerdy is what you're doing wow, right that's now. That's hilarious. Yeah, just gonna go upstairs and hate my life.
1: <laughs> Punch numbers into a computer. <laughs> Punch numbers into a computer. Be cool. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. great. My uh, huh? So funny. Yeah, you should watch it. Step Brother, no, no role models. It's good. Roll it's models. pretty funny. Okay. I'm a fan. But you hate Paul Rudd. You might okay. hate.
0: It. No, I'm just kidding. Like sometimes I just say things to make I you know. laugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any other burning questions about movies or superhero no, movies? Think... Is there a future <laughs> for superhero? Okay, I'll no, stop. no, that's good. I'll stop myself. No, that way. was
1: good. Is there? Okay, so I think there is a future for superhero movies because we've okay. always they've always been a thing. I think they were probably one of the driving forces in making movies like big. You know, they started pretty early.
0: Superhero movie? Well, just Zorro. Zorro was your first Zorro superhero movie, and then really, Batman and black and, 66. and white. Uh, yeah, but that was just for like the TV series. I don't know. I know movies and comic books have grown together yeah. as like an entertainment medium. Yeah,
1: I. But and I think like we might see a lull in the in the near future. Like, I think with the main yeah. Marvel, the Avenger stuff burning out. Um, also, yeah. I think part of what's done well for them is their casting's been perfect. Like, they may have yeah. just stumbled into the right time where we have Chris Hemsworth and Robert Downey Jr. And who's this guy? Steve Rogers.
0: Yeah, Chris, Chris Evans.
1: Evans. Like, all these people yeah. are perfect. And you know what? Mark Ruffalo is a really good banner. And we've tried Eric Bana, who yeah. I love as an actor. And we've tried Edward Norton, who we've yeah. established you love as an actor. And this neither of them can uh neither of them can do a convincing Hulk. But somehow yeah. what's his face? Ruffalo pulls it off. Like the casting's yeah. perfect. It's been awesome.
0: Well, I think it's because like no one actually wants to see a Hulk movie just about Hulk. So yeah. you need to find somebody who can bear it as a supporting sure. actor because he's a supporting character, I think.
1: That's probably right, because once he hulks out, he's really not interesting. He's just a big green thing yeah. that hits stuff
0: but then like he, he you don't want to see you cast a big name as uh, as Eric, as Bruce Banner. nobody wants to see Bruce Banner right Yeah. Say. everybody just wants to see him hulk yeah, out yeah that's right so what's the point in casting a big actor in this guy that like you don't want to see the actor you want to see you him you want to see Hulk hulk smash yeah, that's right but then like also what you were saying that once he hulks out there's not really much to him so it's hard to make a whole movie just devoted yeah. to him That's interesting. So he's a good supporting character. Like he's a good team member. He just doesn't need his own movie.
1: I think you're right. And he's done super well in all of these ones too. Like I love the guy. He's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, okay. So all that being said, I think that there will be a dip in the, in the successful superhero movies for a short time, five or 10 years. Yeah. And then I think some superhero, something will come back. Although we probably will never see a dip in Spider-Man if, trend continues like he's been putting out movies like iron maiden puts out records i
0: think i <laughs> i think deadpool is uh, the uh yeah i think r-rated superhero movies is going to be interesting the next maybe that's the next thing phase. and you might be honest i think because i think
1: nolan started de- that. those weren't r-rated but i think they set the tone to make an r-rated movie superhero movie yeah before his movies the superhero movies were all like pg-13 at most Most and almost PG, yeah. And then Nolan showed us that adults can like superhero movies too,
0: yeah. And so, I think, yeah, I think if you think about what is a superhero movie that has really been a proof of concept, it's Deadpool making an R rated superhero movie, and it's the highest grossing R rated movie of all time. I think there's going to be a market for interesting.
1: Making more R
0: rated, but you've got to find R rated comic books. Yeah, I curious. mean Logan
1: did well, right? Logan was good.
0: Yeah, but I know there's some like there's some uh, very R rated Wolverine comic book lines, like storylines. Like when you got a guy whose main weapon is claws. Yeah. You you have to see people getting just shredded.
1: That's true. I mean, that's that's kind of how they work. There,
0: there is no other alternative to <clears throat> there. There's got to be an r-rated level of violence with that kind of character
1: yeah wolverine absolutely is he's an r-rated kind of guy and
0: yeah so i think that's why it worked with logan and then i like i don't know i don't know comic book characters enough i know do you remember did you ever see the venom one with tom hardy i
1: did not see that movie and i kind of want to did you see it
0: i saw it i rented it it? i think it's like meh what
1: what made Um, it meh i
0: think it i think what it is is it's similar to the dc problem where yeah. you get these characters that it it's just, where you make them dark but it shouldn't be dark with venom it's more like you're trying to make it dark but because it relies so heavily on cgi you can't make it dark mm-hmm. it just ends up it always because it always looks unrealistic yeah. i never felt truly like you know how CGI always kind of has like a sheen or a gloss totally, to it yeah. that you can distinguish it from yep. reality. So when you kind of see this guy who's always looking glossy, it's hard to be like, Whoa, what a menace. Sure. It's like, he's shining and it's he's sparkling. Venom, right? even
1: though he's dark visually and you know, as far as uh, mood, he still is like yeah. an outlandish character. He's too flamboyant and bright. If that makes sense, not bright, as far as color goes, but he like, he's too unrealistic. Well, to I, be think, a dark like, I think like I think that maybe
0: the thing, the thing that really drove venom in the comic books and in the main storyline was his hatred of Peter Parker. Okay. Right. Because like, like what they did in Spider-Man three was like true to the comic mm-hmm. book, but like Peter Parker ruins flash Thompson, flash Thompson hates Spider-Man Spider-Man rejects the black costume. It latches on to Flash or Eddie Brock. Sorry, Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Yeah. And then uh, Eddie Brock and the symbiote both hate Spider-Man. Mm. And they don't really want to be a bad guy. They just want to kill Spider-Man. Okay. And so he's kind of this anti-hero where his main purpose in life is to kill Spider-Man. But he also kind of wants to be a good guy.
1: Yeah. It's like, so I think the way you He's make... not a bad guy. He just wants to commit murder like
0: but only one person sure. that me and so what okay. he ends up doing what he ends up doing in the comic books is he's kind of a good guy sometimes but he also has like no moral code so if he sees a bad guy he'll just eat okay. him he's not like trying not like to, Batman. he has no sense yeah or any other superhero he's got no moral code to bind himself to so he just kind of does whatever's advantageous sure. to him and like I there's this one comic I have and on the front cover, it's like sliced into six sections uh-huh. and it's like, and then venom's kind of jumping out in the middle of the whole thing, but it's like skateboarders, police, helicopters, mercenaries, let's face it, folks, this one's got it all. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I mean, like in that particular issue, there's these comic, the, the skateboarding kids who are like being bullied or something, or they just see him and he's doing something and they come and they help him out. And he's like, cool. Hmm. Huh. Like he's not just recklessly violent. He was trying to do something and these skateboarder kids help him out. And so he lets them help him. He doesn't just hurt people for the sake of hurting people. So like if I made a Venom movie, how you'd make it really good is that you have to start it in medias res and, and you don't do an origin story because everybody who's going to go to a Venom movie knows the origin of Venom. So you don't need to retell that. And you can kind of reference Spider-Man or you can have a cameo or something. Spider-Man doesn't have to be the main driving point and you can maybe tell some things through flashbacks. And then and then you've just got him as this bitter tortured angry person who's just going out doing his thing and ends up fighting crime when he sees fit. Interesting. Okay, I think would be a a better one. But in <sighs> like in the movie they made, he's like Eddie Brock's trying to be a good guy and like save the day in a way and the, the symbiote's kind of pulling him in other ways, but ultimately like you still have this Eddie Brock, who's trying to be a good guy where really like, like Venom's a lot less conflicted between Venom and Brock. Mm. They're just both driven by their hate of Spider-Man. So along with their hate of Spider-Man, they both want to be a hero, almost a better hero than Spider-Man. Okay, So they're partially... They want to destroy him and they also want to be better than him. So that's like his motivation for doing good things is he wants to be better than Spider Man. I don't know. Maybe so. the
1: way to make it is to make it a Spider Man movie that that's just all about venom.
0: Yeah. They tried that, I don't know. But I yeah. like I think you could have you could have flat you know how like in Suicide Squad they've got Batman shows up, right? Yeah. You could have that with Spider Man, okay. right? He has these flashbacks to when Spider Man kicked his right. butt and he's angry about that. <laughs> you know, just to give him to, to show his character, I think, but then you he's still doing his own thing. But you don't need to show the origin of Venom and then rewrite this origin of Venom because of, you know, conflicting licensing deals with Spider Man the Spider Man character. Like yeah. I don't know. Anyway.
1: Interesting. Well, I'd love to yeah. hear. So all of our listeners Go ahead and write yeah. us an email, garage, garagebandjohns yeah. at gmail.com. Is that what it is? Yeah. And yeah. it's a real email address. So send us an email and tell us what superheroes could continue with the R-rated uh, superhero movie moving forward as everything else is kind of winding down. I'd love to hear that. Me too. Um, anything else? Final thoughts? How will this change your life? I have
0: none. How, how would what change how my this life? How
1: podcast today change your life
0: change my life I think it'll remind me of all the things I need to do better
1: it's gonna make me go watch Venom I'm curious now because I like yeah. Tom Hardy
0: oh, okay yeah I think like it was worth a watch I, I think I paid three dollars to rent it so it's worth three dollars to I'll rent it I'll probably download it or whatever well,
1: I shouldn't say illegally on this podcast so yeah
0: I'll, who's listening
1: <laughs> uh, I'll, if you're listening I'm gonna download it on iTunes okay okay All right, man.
0: All right. Hey, good night.
1: night.